0: Jacksonville Jaguars Podcast with Corey,
1: Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, y'all? It's JK3. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, To start off before we get into football, which is uh, completely atrocious right now, let's talk a little bit about the -the off-the-field business development aspects of the Jaguars organization. Specifically, uh, Derek, you had a note here, and I didn't even know this, which is... Unfortunate. Maybe I'm not very plugged into the local news here recently uh, since I've sort of become a little disillusioned with it. But Mosh is moving to the shipyards, huh?
2: Yeah. You know, I guess when they were the fans were asking, can the ship be righted? We didn't ask for Mosh to be moved to the shipyards. Okay, (laughs) we want the football team to be right. We don't want you know, we don't care about the shipyards right now. But that's what they're focused on. That's what, you know, Con, Lamping, and all them, they, they care about Lot J and the surrounding areas. So, uh, yeah. hey, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, anything's good for our city. Uh, you know, the, when, you, when you see progress, hopefully this progress of um, the economy and local businesses can also go towards progress of putting together
1: a winning football team. Yeah, JK three. I don't know about you, but I mean, I wasn't even really worried about football this year. What I was really worried about was the Museum of Science and History and where they're going to be located at. I mean,
3: I, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, um, you know, with the Planetarium now. <laughs> I, have no, I just hope the Planetarium is bigger.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I,
3: I want real, I want real uh, um, Smithsonian artifacts coming to Jacksonville. You know, for, <laughs> versus versus having a good football team. I don't know about you guys.
1: Yeah, honestly, I don't even think we should talk about football in this podcast anymore. I think we should just talk about Lot J and and sort of the new things going on in downtown. I mean, at this point, I think that would be a better business model. That's what Sean Khan thinks. I mean, he doesn't believe in football anymore, so why don't we just follow suit? Won't believe it until I get my apology from him or Tony. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a cold
2: day in H-E double hockey sticks before that happens. You know that. <laughs> you know that.
1: Well, uh, I guess that kind of underscores the point is, you know, obviously the on field performance is sort of uh, reflective of maybe the lack of focus on football that the organization has right now. I mean, I watched that press conference with him and Curry uh, a week or so ago, and it, you know, it just doesn't seem like that's the primary focus of the organization. you know, you see these these other teams firing their GMs and their head coaches. I mean, what's your guy's thoughts around the fact that we don't seem to make any significant moves when we're starting to to you know suffer as a as a team and as a fan base? We just kind of stick with the status quo. Is that a Shad Khan thing? I mean, are we missing the like? What's what's going on? I think I think the the best way to look at it is if you look at what Atlanta did with Arthur Blank.
3: Um, you know, his team was underperforming. The product on the team is or product on the field wasn't good. What do you do? You clean house from the top. You don't get rid of a coordinator, you don't get rid of, you know, someone that, you know, that that is taking orders. You get rid of the shot callers. You get rid of the you know, the GM and the, the the head coach. You get them you get rid of, rid of them together. And then you go make a $200 million uh donation to a children's hospital. In Atlanta or whatever however much it was but that's how you run things if 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 the product on the field is, is as important um then it would be important to him and it's not important right now I mean there are other things right now that are uh that that have his attention um AEW um the Fulham soccer team whatever the case it may be the Jaguars aren't a uh, a priority to him right now and Again, that it just shows they're going to continue to, to to be garbage until it
1: becomes a priority. Am I? So, Derek, Derek, why buy a football team if you're not going to care about the actual football that the football team plays? Right? Yeah, you know he he's a,
2: he's a businessman for a reason, and um, because he's run a successful business. But sometimes you uh, you know bite off more than you could chew, and I'm not saying that he didn't. You know, did because he he definitely has the the finances to, and the means to pull it off, but if, for whatever reason, his attention is on you know like JK three just said, uh, building the, you know what's around and and then focusing on the the product at, at hand, uh, which is ultimately football and, and and I'll say this, if you don't have a winning
3: team, no one's going to go down there anyway. So what difference does it make? He it doesn't it doesn't care. Uh, uh, he doesn't care. And honestly, the thing about it was for him to get into a market and get a a a stakehold, get a piece of something. So he got a piece, got Jacksonville. And in in his opinion, and as far as business goes, he's turned he bought the team for a certain amount of money and now they're worth way more money than what he bought them for. So it's a W in his book. You know, he doesn't care about, you know, winning or, you know, all he wants is to go ahead and continue to double and bring in more money and as he continues to get more funding more interest-free funding more things like that uh, that that help build his portfolio the Jaguars are just a speck. On, on, on what he's trying to do and, and owning the football team and being the owner of the football team really gives him the leverage to say that I own the Jaguars and this is what I want, you know, to be built around the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: He, that's he, actually a really good point. I think, I think that's a really good point. It's almost like, he, like you said, he just saw this as an opportunity to sort of use the Jags as a um, negotiating tool yeah. against the city. Absolutely. Um, that's a really good point.
3: It doesn't, it doesn't care. I mean, cause obviously if, the team as as, as is bad. If he cared, or if he had any type, even if he was a football person, or he's not a football person, he's got football "quote unquote" people in the organization. There is no way. I mean, everyone in the city has been calling for Caldwell and Marone to be fired, um, pretty much for two years now. You know, 17, they had, the, they had the fluke, 17 season they went, you know, where they, they, where they went. And then from there, 18 was back to, you know, bottom of the barrel, 19, b- bottom of the barrel, 20 right now, starting off bottom of the barrel. So I thought that it would have, I, I, I thought it would have happened once you set a historic record or once you set a record of being the first team to let three 0-3 oh, teams get their first win off of you. And there had never been an NFL team that has done that minus Week One. I thought for sure that would have been the straw that 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 broke the camel's back. But it's obvious right now that he he he's maybe anti-confrontational. Um, he probably doesn't want to, to to ruffle any feathers right now. But what is it going to take for for them to for someone to to get fired? What is it going to take for some change to happen? That's that's what I want to know. I want to know what the threshold is of of letting someone go and honestly they really need to clean house sooner rather than later because if you want this to be an attractive job for your next gm slash head coach like it already is with the amount of draft picks salary cap where you are right now you need to start making moves like now or before the buy like literally you need to start making the moves
1: really quick on the financial point uh and i'm curious your opinion on this Derek. if it is strictly focused on the financial aspect of the team and the opportunities that it gives him. Like he mentioned, he bought the team. I looked it up as we were talking. I couldn't remember the exact figures, but he bought the team for 700 million. Now they're worth over 2 billion. Think about that. That's a lot of money. And we've had little to no real performance other than, you know, that the one or two seasons that we've been halfway decent. So, Obviously, the team's performance translates at least at this point in no way to towards his financial investment in a negative way. So, what difference does it make if the team's playing good if he's going from seven hundred million to two billion?
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, he's a businessman. Um, You know, one of the things that sticks out, and I just had to look it up just to remember, he he tried to buy the Rams in 2010. uh, That's right, and it, it got blocked by one of their minority owners um and there was a lot of you know speculation of why would a wealthy businessman when a team's controlling interest is for sale get blocked you know it it just you know you have someone with new fresh money coming in and yeah the rams were in st louis at the time they they've moved to la but that just it just says you know maybe you know that minority owner probably thought that his best interests weren't in the product on the field but more or less the the value of the franchise and the surrounding, you know, its surrounding market. So he's definitely looking at this, you know, he's definitely a you know, capitalist and he's capitalizing on uh, the cheap land that we have down here in the opportunity, but we fans don't care about that. We want some, we just want wins. And until they decide to, to do that and get rid of, Everybody. I mean, it's not just a couple of coaches or pl- like. I think everybody, all the scouts, the whole everybody needs to go, and they need to start over from scratch.
3: Everyone well, minus Keenan McCardell. <laughs> Keenan, the the wide receiver group, the the wide receiver group is is, is uh, that that they're good. I think the wide receiver group is great, but again, every everyone everyone it. but Keenan McCardell and and get I'll keep McAdoo and McCardo. Everyone else. <laughs> I got uh, I got nothing against those two guys,
2: but that would be unfair to a head coach to say, hey, you got to you got to keep this wide receivers coaching. You got to keep McAdoo and then, you you, you know, you keep
3: good. them for the season. Well, if, if you if you hire someone else and they it, undoubtedly they will bring their own guys in for sure. But if if I had my choice of two guys that are going to stay, it's McCardell, Macadoo, McAdoo. McAdoo. Yeah. Has has I mean he needs a little bit more work done with 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 Gardner, but I feel like for a six round draft pick and you know for what he's getting out of uh, out of Minshew statistically he's there. I mean I know and we're probably going to get into it too where the numbers you know kind of tell a different story from where they are right now and where the team should be. But no, I I, you got to bring in you you got to clean house and it starts from the top. It it, like I said a couple weeks ago, firing Todd Wash isn't going to do. Anything, it's not going to do anything because Tide Wash is a pawn, he is not a major player on the board. You need to start from the top up and roll down. It starts with Caldwell, it starts with Marone, and then from there, whoever makes it after you know the season or ever you know whoever comes in and and, you know cleans house, if whoever's still there after the, the dust has settled, okay, great, but you don't fire. A defensive coordinator, because of what's happening, as a head coach, you are the head coach. You override what he says. Mm-hmm. You you override it. So it's the reason why we're one and four right now is because you're running these fluke plays, you know that that are happening when you should have been taking. This is like the second or third week in a row where he had the opportunity to take points and, and keep it within a ball game, and he decide to run a gimmick play and with a direct snap of a running back that's never had a direct snap. And then he's going to try to throw the ball. Bro, he's not Jarvis Landry back there. This dude has never thrown a football before in his entire life. You know, that kind of stuff right there gets you fired. You get fired trying to squib kick you, you on, on a play when you just got to kick it deep. And then you give a team another chance, another, you know, 20 yards for their field goal range, and now you're down 10 points. You, you, stuff
1: like that gets you fired, bro. Well, Derek, what, what do you think it'll take? So – Let me give you two options. Well, option one, will Shad Khan just keep everybody in place through the rest of the season and just let it it play out? Or option two, is there a scenario where you could envision him making a move? Maybe not Dave Caldwell like Atlanta did in the middle of the season, but uh, at least replacing Marone and uh, maybe putting in, you know, Keenan McCardell's interim head coach or whatever, which sounds like a pretty cool idea, actually. But you know what I mean? Is there something that would actually move him to make a change like that at this point? At this point, it's in so season.
2: unpredictable. Yeah, it's it. At this point, it's so unpredictable. It's not even funny. Uh, it, it's very tough to predict. I, I would say that if the Jags lose two more games in a row, if they go one and six, then and uh, he's done. Um, one and done. six.
3: So you. Yeah. So they, they lose. They lose to the Lions. Uh-huh. They, they lose to the Lions coming up yep. right now, and then also um, the Chargers. They're going to get beat yep. by the Chargers. They're they're yep. absolutely so going to get beat by. The I, Chargers.
2: I think. I think if he if they don't win. One of so the you think he's out season. by the bye? By the bye, yep. I think, I think, he, I think he's done by then. Um, I, I, I could be wrong, but I, I think he's done. And I, another thing, too, is I think that um, Caldwell – I think Caldwell needs to go immediately. I've been saying that for two-plus years. He can go now. Um, Marone's got a couple games left. I think he's got like two games left. And then I think we could see a change that's just my opinion. That's just my prediction, but we don't know, you know, cause worse things have happened. You know, we've had quarterbacks throw for 40 yards and two, two interceptions and still saying that we're committed to making sure that he is our starter for the following week. <laughs> we've, <laughs> you know, we, we, we've had crazier things happen here in, in our, in the, the history of this franchise under the, the, the con uh, regime, the con ownership. So, how many? What we're going on now? What twenty eleven? So this is, the, you know, the tenth uh, year, right? Or twenty twelve? Or ninth year? Tenth year when he first took over? Ninth year? And how many winning seasons have we had? One. One. You know, um, is that it? And you, and you mean you mean yeah. winning
3: season like being above five hundred, right?
2: Yeah, above five hundred. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, th- I think one. I'd have to double check that. Maybe, you know, there might be an eight and eight in there, but I doubt it. I think that and they're not just losing seasons like you go seven and nine.
3: Even you, if you that's still eight. under five hundred. That's not but a win. Yeah.
2: Season. Yeah. But, they, but what I mean, when we're, we're having our losing seasons, they're not like seven and nine losing seasons. They're like four and twelve. Hey Derek. Three and thirteen.
1: Derek, here we go. You ready? Yeah. It, it looks and sounds so much worse when you actually look at this, by the way. It just makes you feel really bad. So we'll start with 2011. 5 and 11, 2 and 14, mm-hmm. 4 and 12, 3 and 13, mm-hmm. 5 and 11, 3 and 13, 10 and 6, 5 and 11, 6 and 10. That is yeah. so bad.
3: <laughs> that, it doesn't, yeah. wait, and, and before you even started, before you said it looks worse than what? No, that's bad. Yeah.
1: That, that so, is bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I just have uh, some kind of psychological problem or something, but I, I'd never thought it was that bad. Jeez. There's,
2: there's a reason why, you know, when we get on, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I'll watch the Sunday night, you know, uh, you know, night in football before the Sunday night game and they'll have the highlights on the Jags are always what Ronnie, ha- Ronnie Harrison, uh, not Ronnie Harrison uh, Harrison. What's his face? The, the old safety. For the Patriots and Rodney Harrison, uh, Dungy, you know, football night in America. The Jags are always like either second to last or dead last on the highlight, or they don't make the highlight at all, and they just put the score up, the box score with the stats. That's how bad it is. Like the, yeah. we're not even getting respect in the league, and uh, another owner should be furious that we're not even getting respect in the league, that our highlights aren't even shown because there, one, there probably aren't that many highlights, and, two, like they don't – you know, not even commentators and media personalities respect us.
3: Well, I mean – Oh, but guess you what? Have you can things, come – You have things like, you know, the Miami game where you've got a chance to change the narrative and, you know, kind of just say that, you know, we, we may not be the best team in the NFL, but we're not tanking. We're not coming out here and just you, you know we're not going to go to the Super Bowl this year. But this team could probably win some win some games. You know, you 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 beat a Indianapolis team who's pretty decent now. You hung with a Tennessee Titans team who won the division last year and is winning the division right now. And it's like okay, well you know week three we were still kind of optimistic because of the way they had played weeks one and two. And so things like that are when you take the step up to change your narrative and get out of the bottom of the NFL. Not like, you know, say you're going to win all We're going to go on this miraculous run, but it's just like, Hey, you're going to come to Jacksonville. You're going to get a football game. You're not going to just walk over this team or anything else like that. On and national then, TV. Right. Right. And then every week since then, it's been a certain guy that destroys this team every week. It's one person that they just don't scheme for or that the defense can't corral that just continues to just kill this team. Last week it was um, uh, what's his name? Cooks. Uh, yeah, it was Cooks. Oops. Last week it was it was Cooks. Uh, the week before that it was Joe Mixon. The week before that it was uh you know a tight end. The week before that it was Ryan Fitzpat or uh, Fitzmagic. I mean, there's just a certain guy that continues just to destroy this team, and you know they don't do a good job of scheming. They don't do do a good job of scouting. I mean, you got Sidney Jones, the fourth right now, who we're probably going to talk about and as having a good game, you've got 16 rookies that have made an NFL team. That's, Insane, and the sixteen rookies that have made the team are actually major contribute, or some of them are major contributors on the offense. And you got guys that are playing on on defense right now that are getting hurt. That are, I mean, it's 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 just a it's a it's a crapshoot right now. And the only way that, that changes is when the changes come from the top. You have to change from the top.
1: Have to. Yeah, I think that um, you know we've had different head coaches. Uh, can't recall i think the first season what was malarkey and then gus bradley and then i always forget that malarkey season wasn't mike malarkey the head coach for Shad Khan's first year here
3: uh With malarkey it was brad i think so
1: yeah and then dave caldwell was the gm at that point yeah okay um And then you consider Doug Marone, and then you know uh, who was interim coach, and then Doug Marone now. But you know Caldwell's been the the GM that entire tenure. So when I look at this list of records from 2011 to 2019, um, you know it's it's pretty pretty uh, horrible.
3: Caldwell's (laughs) Caldwell's got to go because as the general manager, your job is to draft and retain the talent. He has done a terrible job of retaining the talent. Ngakwe is gone, Uh, and granted, Ngakwe kind of handled it. I would have handled things a little bit differently, but completely understand that he and I aren't the same person, or he's not the same person as anybody else. You know what I mean? But he's got more sacks than the entire defense does right now. Um, you got Jalen Ramsey as much as people want to on Twitter, you know, kind of bash him and bash his coverage and everything else like that. He's still performing at a pro bowl level. Um, you, you know, so you, you got, you got that piece right now. Um, you know, you paid a lot of money to Blake Bortles. I, I mean, right now he's backing up and still getting paid, uh, as a backup in, uh, in, in Denver, you paid a ton of money to miles Jack. Who wasn't even playing the right position that he's supposed to be playing? You played him top three middle linebacker money at the time, and he's a weak side linebacker right now. You've got Joe Schobert playing, so he he's done. He's drafted the the talent; it's been there, but he hasn't done a good job of retaining it. And that's his job is to build the roster. You know, so he's done a crappy job like the last two years to building the roster and setting this team up for success. Granted, he's got draft picks and things like that that are coming in, um, but. That those aren't guaranteed to pan out, and the free agencies, uh, the free agent things. I think he's got like four free agent guys left from his free agency of this year, because of retirements, covids, and everything else like that. So, and then from there, Marone, you get fired because of some of the stuff that you're pulling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like not running James Robinson. How do you have a running back that that gets like eleven or twelve yards? On the first carry, and then you go like six straight pass plays against the worst ranked defense, run defense in the NFL. That's insane to me. Like, how do you? The <laughs> guy just gashed a team for 12 yards on the first carry, and you go pass, pass, pass. Inter- you you th- you take a deep shot to DJ Chark. Understandable. Try to catch him napping, uh, and then it's intermediate route, intermediate route, incompletion. You got a running back back here that's like averaging like six yards a carry. No sense. It makes it makes no sense to me.
1: Well, before we dive too much into the to last week and you know this week coming up or Sunday coming up, is there anything that you guys can pinpoint? And it doesn't sound like there is because I think Derek, your prediction is that Marone's going to get fired <laughs> in the bye week, so it doesn't seem like things are going to get better. But is there anything that could improve, such as? using James Robinson more efficiently or something like that, that could cause us to turn the season around and have that optimism that we had at the beginning of the year.
2: Well, I'll tell you that if you look at the the, the Texans game, the defense actually played a lot better than they have. Don't, Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying they played a lot better than they have. And the reason why is the offense held on to the ball longer. We've been screaming this now for a month. The time of possession for them is everything, you know. A few two or three minutes, winning the time of possession is everything to this team because the longer the offense has the ball, the the, long, the, the longer the defense is not on the field, you know, or they're, they're on the bench, and that's a good thing. So they need to be fresh and, and rested. If you look at some of the games, you know, look at the Miami game, look at the uh, the Cincinnati game, they got gashed in time of possession and they got their butts handed to them. So by running the ball more, that's going to keep them, you know, keep that defense off the field. Why they get away from the run, especially in the second half, I I have no idea why, you know, Gruden, you know, I don't know what, you know, it it doesn't make any sense. Um, But what I will say is when you have Minshew throwing the ball 49 times, he threw the ball 49 times last game. He threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns, and most people think, yo, that's great you're still losing just because you're doing something and you have great individual numbers. It doesn't equate to the product on the field. As far as like, you know, winning football games, that's the ultimate goal. Who gives a crap about 300 yards and two touchdowns and no picks. Who gives a crap about 60 or 70% uh,
3: completion rate. You're still losing. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and they get away from the run because most of the times in the second half, they're down. Yeah. So, and, 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 they're, and they have to try to get back.
2: Yeah, and, and and I get that. That's the reason why they're throwing so much is because they fall down so quickly. Now, that's on coaching. If that's happened now what we're 1-4, so that's happened 5 times where we've come out of the gate and just been down by double digit, you know, 10, 14 points, that's on coaching. That means your scripted, your first scripted plays that you have aren't working. And even if you do score, you're still losing. So that means there's something wrong. There's something wrong within the first 12 minutes when you script the beginning of the game where we're getting our butts handed to us. That's on coaching right there. You 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 got to prepare better. And we talked about this earlier this year, talent over tape. Hey, guess what? League's on notice about Minshew. It's not if they're going to scheme to try to stop him. They are pretty much stopping him by saying, yeah, let him throw for
1: trash yards late they're still going to lose. Doesn't matter. And You guys were talking about that before we got started. And I think that's the most interesting thing that I've heard. Cause I just, you know, again, you guys just kind of know a little bit more about, about the, the X's and O's aspect of it, but is that what's happening out there? Is menchu not getting the same production? I don't want to say production because I guess he still technically is producing, but you know, it's an argument as to when that's actually occurring during the game, but I guess my question is: Does he have future potential as our starting quarterback, or did we sort of have a facade uh, from last year where the teams just weren't used to playing him yet? I think he definitely
2: has future potential to be the team's starting quarterback going into the future. He, the, the The opportunity for him is wide open. The problem is when you have uh, poor strategy; it it's just it doesn't matter. It just it does not matter. Uh,
1: so, so, it's, so you're saying it's not him necessarily; it's just the yeah, no, he, he's
2: yeah, and he he's going to improve, and he's going to make mistakes. You know, it's only his second year, so it's, he, he's going to continue to get better. He he's got the he's got the it factor. He's got the the mental makeup, but when you're, you're just you know, as JK you just said, when you run for twelve yards and then you don't run another running play for six plays,
3: that's not good. The, the well, team isn't the team isn't putting him in. A good
1: position, to go. win, yeah yeah, yeah but there listen, we go <laughs> how did how did that change though, from week one to now that's what i 'm not really fully understanding because it was not even that many weeks ago where everybody thought it was just the best play calling and Jay Gruden, this is so great, what changed the defense, plus the defense too, the defense has given up historic amount of
3: of of yards the defense they they, they don't, they're not good enough on defense to. They're not getting pressure. I mean, just starting from, from from you know, the, the way the defense is made up. With the defensive line, they're not getting pressure. Uh, you, I can hear all this stuff about Josh Allen being double teamed and everything else like that. I say it every day or every, every now and then. Aaron Donald's getting double teamed. Um, Frank Clark's getting double teamed. Uh, J.J. Watt, even though he's lost a step, he's still getting double teamed at times. Um, there are defensive linemen and defenses. Khalil Mack. There, there are people that are getting double-teamed in the league and are still eating, um, you know, from there. And then if he's getting double-teamed, what about the other guys that need to start making plays? You know, where are the gamers at on the line? One person's getting double-teamed? Okay, you can't double team both of us, you know? So w- where is that coming in right now? We've got, uh, you know, Kalevon, who is playing down lineman right now, and he did not play that at LSU. He was more of an outside – more of like a, a running back or someone – or not running back. Uh, three, four. Yeah, somebody to cover the flats and really cover that stuff out there. He's pretty much just rushing, and he gets stonewalled. He spins and flails his arms, and that's pretty much it. So he's not productive there. Um, The linebacking core, um, you know, Schober, I think he's done what he's needed to do. Miles Jack has done what he's needed to do. I I have, you know, Schober has had some things, and I mean, he got shook by Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I'm not going to completely give them a majority of the blame. But the secondary is just awful. The secondary yeah. is, is just awful. There, there's, you know, there, there. We're running zones, and we, you know, we're running a zone coverage, and the defense. And the only way, in my opinion, a zone coverage works is if you got athletes that can cover people for an unlimited amount of time, or you have got a, you know, strong front defensive line that's going to get pressure to the quarterback and that's not happening right now so we're getting people that are just sitting back and playing pitch and catch and throwing but within the zones i don't think they're getting beat i think the the last time uh i think it was the houston game they got beat over the top for like the first time for like a long play like a 50 yard game i, I don't know who it was i don't i don't know if it was Brendan cooks or will fuller one of those guys they, they beat them deep over the top And granted, they're not getting the the Jags. The secondary may not be getting beat over the top, but they're getting beat in the intermediate routes. They're they're not stopping people. They're not getting off the ball on on third down. They're not, uh, you know, making those plays. Up until Sunday with Sidney Jones, um, you know, he was making those plays that needed to be made. Um, You know, he had a great game. Um, and I think the game before that miles Jack hat was creating the turnovers and things like that, but they don't have enough. They don't have the ballers. They don't have the people, the athletes to, to play this defense. And I think that's, what's limiting them not having the, the, the plays. And so once ch- you have the defense and when they put things on tape, that's why these last three or these last three weeks have just been 500 yards, they've been giving up 30 something points. They've been giving up because they can't mm-hmm. stop anybody. I mean, and, and again, this offense isn't as dynamic, where they can just go out and score every time. I mean, I'm not talking about just score touchdowns. They can't even kick field goals right now without Lambeau, so they cannot score. And it, and it's like you got to score at least seven. You got to put up three points, something. You have to put up something to keep the defense motivated to get off the ball or get off the field. And they're not doing that. And I and again, that goes back to me saying that they're not putting Gardner in a good spot to win the games. Granted. Mm-hmm. His 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 record the record is gonna be ultimately what people lean on with Gardner Minshew. They, they don't care about his stats, they don't care about what he's done. Um, you know, because they're gonna give you the ar- argument that it was garbage time. If you don't win games, you don't you you don't win games. I mean, that's the bottom line. Blake Bortles got paid off winning off games that were won in 2017. He hadn't, I mean, granted, you know, I love Blake to death, great guy. But the defense is what got him paid. Yeah. The defense is what got him that second contract. He didn't earn that. He shouldn't have got the second contract. But the reason why he got the second contract is because they went to the AFC championship um, and they went 10 and 6 and they thought they had something in a quarterback because of the defense. And then that's what happened.
2: Another thing, too, is our, our, you know, fans, you know, I won't say society, but just football fans in general, you get so caught up in the stats because of, you know, you know, just it's there, it's readily available on your phone, fantasy football and all those things. Still doesn't equate to the bottom line, winning or losing. That's all that really matters. I can tell you the other 31 teams in the NFL, majority of them, probably 30 or 32, that's all they care about. They can care less about the rest of the crap. That'll come if you win football games. They're not winning, and they haven't been winning for a long time. They, you know, one of my one of my buddies. He 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 always says that when we talk, when we're talking football. He always says the only reason why the Jags even had that season in 2017 was because nobody got hurt, and every other quarterback in y'all's division got hurt. That's the reason why you got you you finished with that record. And I would tell him he's full of crap. Now that I think about it, he's right. <laughs> he was right.
1: Well, it's you such know? a like aberration of every other year. <laughs> when you go down yeah. that list, it just doesn't really, you know. It's like pick the thing that that uh, what is that game that they they would that you have when you were younger. It's like a picture. It's like pick the thing that doesn't belong or whatever. Yeah. That record, that season doesn't belong <laughs> in well, that yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, but.
2: It, it, Putting putting Minshew and putting the rest of the team in a great position to win the game—that's what I want to see. I don't want to see, you know, 300 yards. I don't want to see, you know, five touchdowns. It would be great, but you could still have all of that. And he's had some games at 300 yards and three touchdowns, and we have still lost.
3: He's he's o and we're, we're o and five when he passes for 300 yards. <laughs> That that blew my mind. We're zero and five. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, There you I, and, go. And I don't think uh, again. I don't think Gardner Minshew has single handedly lost this this football team. It's not, it's not, him. Game. It's it's not, not him. It's not, it's not him. him. It's just yeah. he, he's just not put it in the position to to be successful. I don't think that he's been. You know, um, I, I, the defense isn't really doing him any favors. Um, you know, I, I think some of the play calling is not really hasn't really done him any favors. But and again. If you get rid of the offensive coordinator, this will have been his third offensive coordinator in three years, and then we're going to be echoing the same thing next year if they get rid of the offensive coordinator. You know, right. so he's still going to be in that same hole. Um, but I think they have done their best about putting pieces around him with you know Robinson with Chart Chenault. The offensive line is 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 better than you know what we've seen in recent years. But I mean, at, at what point is he going to have to show up and really just try to overcome the the uh, ineffectiveness of the defense and he's gotta go down and score every every drive and that's not gonna happen. I, I, I don't think this offense is explosive enough to be able to just rattle off at will points and they can score. Now granted they're gonna be in some games still um two scores down and defense gets lucky and you know we, we score but then again we had a chance to you know kind of close it within and I don't know if it was play calling what but it was bad clock management. So yeah. I mean how I mean so it, it, it's it's very it's very subjective right now to to, to see what, what, who the blame is on besides um, you know at the top besides you know the coaching with Marone um, besides I, I mean that's just pretty much it you know Todd Washer is getting a lot of the, the the heat right now because he is you know the defensive coordinator which he should be but then again though you know Marone has meetings with this guy weekly every day yeah. And he just doesn't have the pieces to run the type of defense and, and see the Jags. They can't blitz every down. They, they can't.
2: Yeah. It, it, but that's, that's still on the coach, man. The coach is responsible for making sure that the players are put in the best position to make plays and, and win the game. And they can't do it to me. That is it, it, ownership should be looking at this as all right. If you guys can't do it, then I need to find someone that can end the story. If we weren't able to do our jobs, uh, at the you know highest level, would we be given some time? Sure, we'd be given some time to make change. But after that time is up, would we be told, hey, we're going to give you a little bit while longer. Uh, maybe you need some more training, or maybe you need some more help. No. They would say you've had enough help. You've had all the training. It's been three years. It's time to go. It's time to find something else for you to do, and we need to go on and move on. So how come we haven't done that? How come the Jags haven't done that yet? That's
1: the, I think that comes back to the way we started this whole podcast, just that the yeah. ownership isn't as engaged in the football aspect of it as, you know, like you mentioned, uh, J.K. Three with Atlanta, Arthur, Arthur Blank. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Atlanta's bad right now, but they weren't that bad not too long ago. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl not too long ago, and yet they still cut ties with their guy. Hey. Our people just hang their hat on one season.
2: Atlanta hasn't been the same since 10 minutes to go in that third quarter at Super Bowl. That's when they all went downhill and they had a reminder of that week one against the Cowboys. And then that, that pretty much was lights out there. It's happened um, like twice with them. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, man, good for them, man. I wish we were in that position. I really do wish we were in the, the, the position they are. Um, but Hey, we got Detroit coming up and, you know they'll, they'll they'll throw the ball all over the yard. Stafford will throw it all over the place, and they they have a a pretty dynamic offense. And um, defensively, they're you know kind of middle of the road, middle of the pack. And
3: I'm very be interested. Shame to
2: go one and five. I'm beginning. very interested
3: in this man because I think I, I'm very interested to see because I, I think on paper and what they've got right now, I think this is the best. This is the best quarterback that Jags have. Well, yeah, I think this is going to be the best quarterback that the Jags have have played this season. And then from there, it's just going to get it's going to get so ugly. <laughs> towards towards the end of this season, bro. I mean, you got you got a, <clears throat> got a you, after Stafford, you've got a rookie right now, Justin Herbert, who's been throwing the ball all over the place. Takeen and Allen has been doing crazy stuff with the ball. Uh then you got Deshaun again. Uh you, then you got A Aaron coming up, Big Ben Baker. Uh, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, um, the Titans. I'm not worried. well they. I mean, Tannehill, they're great. <laughs> you, got Lamar, you got Lamar Jackson coming. You got BDN coming after that. So I mean, it's not gonna it, it's not gonna be it's not getting easier. Yeah, it's not getting easier, and that's why you should have gotten your your wins and and racked up your wins when you possibly could. Now, because it's just the road just gets tougher here on out. I mean Stafford's gonna throw that ball all over the place, man. I'd be shocked if they did if they if they if they won this game. Absolutely shocked.
1: <laughs> man, a difference a few weeks makes, doesn't? it? I mean, it's just crazy how depressing this is now. Well, what does that feel like that's the theme of every podcast that we've done in the last? How many years have we been doing this podcast since 2016 or 2015 four. or something? I mean, do you need to go back and rattle off the records? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I just. It's so disappointing that this – it always comes to this every year where, you know, three or four weeks in, we're having this same conversation all the time. Yeah.
2: in, in week one, that, that Colts game, you know, yeah, Minshew, you know, he, he, he played well, and yeah, we found out that James Robinson was actually a very good running back. But don't forget, Phillip Rivers gave them two gifts – that we didn't think we were going to get. Deshaun Eight gave him two,
3: two week two gifts two weeks ago. Yeah, we lost.
2: Yeah, so that that is that is uh,
3: a week ago. Sorry.
2: Yeah, but the ones that Deshaun's were bad, but Phillip Rivers were real bad because they were they were drive killers and they ended up setting the Jags up with short fields. That's that's how you win. You know, that's how that's how you win when you when you play like that. And I'm not saying that the you know we got to, you know, get turnovers to, to, you know, because obviously we want to get turnovers. It's not the end-all be-all, but it's just, you know, it set the the bar so high winning that first game, and then I would rather have lost that than win the next three than win that one, obviously, and lose, you know, the next four now because it's just been so bad. It's been so bad, you know. There's nothing really – there's nothing really else, you know, left to say, but, hey (laughs) – I, I never would have they, thought go, if they go one and six. Go ahead.
3: No, you go ahead. My bad.
2: No, no, that's good. Man, go ahead, man. I'm done. I, I, I got nothing else to say.
3: I, I was gonna say I, I never thought in my life I would have missed a kicker as much as we missed Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Yo, I, I I mean, I'm I'm serious, man. You know, they're they're rolling out, they're they're going down to the Clara White mission and and literally getting people <laughs> they can see <laughs> they can kick a football. That, that's what's <laughs> happening right now. That that's what's happening. That's literally what's happening right now. I, bro, I don't how think do you not, that's do what's not, happening. <laughs> how do you not bro, Stephen Hauschka, a twenty-four yard field goal? How do you miss a twenty-four yard field goal? Mike Hollis hasn't kicked in like 20 years and he said he can bang one out from fifty.
1: No, oh, they should have called Mike Hollis, honestly. We we betted that earlier in the offseason, remember? And there's there's a couple of uh you know, obviously
2: we got Lambo, you got Hollis, there's another uh Scoby kicker. Well, Scoby's not Scoby <laughs> okay.
3: said or Scobie said no. He he had enough. He's trying to get his tour card. He's yeah. I can respect
2: so, so you got Hollis, you got Scoby, you got uh there's another NFL kicker that I won't say his name, but he he lives here in the area and he's kicked for like 20 years. Um he, he, he we could have got him off the street.
1: We could uh, get are you anybody. you talking about uh the guy from Florida State.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah.
1: Janikowski. Yeah. See that? Uh,
3: see that? <laughs> um, it, it's they, to the it, point they're they're running crazy getting it, they're on fourth down when they should be when they should be able to try to get those points and they can't get those points right now because they can't trust to bring their kicker out to kick a thirty yard field goal. Granted, I couldn't kick a field goal, but I'm also or a thirty yard field goal, but I'm also not in line saying I can kick this field goal.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, what you, know I mean? uh, you know Long Ding's still out there too.
3: Dude, my yeah, he is. My coworker, one one of my one of my coworkers, he used to play football. And he said right now, and and I and and this guy's got a bad leg. He said that he could bang one out from 40 with like three beers in him, no joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't use the crowd in, oh, okay. you can't use the crowd
2: in the whole, you know, moment. As a uh, as a thing, because the crowd's really not there. So you know what I they're missing? They're,
3: <laughs> they're missing those games that that remember when when like right, pre COVID, how you could go outside of the stadium and run the forty and kick a field goal. <laughs> That's what they need to bring back. Just bring back the field goal kicking portion of it. And if you can kick a you know a thirty yard field goal through <laughs> the uprights, we're going to give you a jersey. You are going to suit up. <laughs>
1: You're like going to get like, all wells like standing call, out there watching.
2: Yeah.
3: Call, Calling call,
2: call all Duval residents. We're going to have the punt, pass, and kick competition yeah. mm-hmm. outside the stadium before to the, I make get the
1: team.
3: What they're doing is they're, they're running the punt, pass, and kick, and then they're running it at Bishop Kenny. And there's somebody out there right now just just looking and writing things down on a clipboard. And the, next per, the person that does well, they're going to call. I mean, granted. You the kicker, the, not not Hauschka We knew who Hauschka was because he had had been in. But the other guy that came in, the dude that was built like a full, uh, the dude that was built like a fullback and came oh, in and no. kicked, kicked the, the one kicked the that, ball. That, that, that
2: that rocketed the ball like yeah. like yeah, yeah, no finesse, just like hammered it through the upright. That, yeah, I mean –
1: who was that, he that he big guy though? Who was that? You had the goofy, with, the goofy yeah, kid with the, the funny with, bio. Picture. Yeah, 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 he what looked like a de- 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 he got. I don't think
3: he bro. They they probably. Just said take your free jersey and leave. <laughs> don't don't grab a Gatorade on your way out, please. Those are from players. You need it. <laughs> Those
2: are from players. Was that uh Brandon Wright? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was Brandon Wright. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> Unbelievable.
1: <clears throat> I don't know. I think the kicker situation is sort of like the microcosm of everything that's going on this year. It's just uh I don't know. Are you guys uh, gonna go to the game? I got two tickets, I'm gonna go. Bro, you got season tickets now. I practically do. Imagine them trying to sell season tickets next year. Right. Everything and, and, and and look, and
3: this was my point of season t- – I was already on the fence, like pre-COVID, I was on the fence of, of getting season tickets because I had got season tickets and then, um, you know, one of my friends sat – sometimes – he sat in the general vicinity, but he would always get his ticket before kickoff and sat sometimes better seats than I did for – a fraction of the cost would come out, tailgate, everything, be there, right there with me, 8 a.m. tailgating, everything else like that. I walk in. All right, man, I'll see in a little bit. Granted, he missed, like, what, the first six minutes of the first quarter. They weren't scoring anyway. Right. Oh,
1: he missed Jacksonville, jump off the, the light? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come um, on, man. Uh, are they changing? Do you know if uh, – are they changing the capacity limits or is it the same – you, you, you're you going. You tell us. I don't know. I just have to take it to go. <laughs> the only reason I got them is because uh, I got them cheap through UNF. So, um, you know, I just figured why not. But, uh, Derek, you're about to say something.
2: No, I'm, just, I'm not going to the game. Um, I'm not going to be able to go to the, the games this year at all. And, uh, hey, have fun. Have fun. We'll, but, we'll see not- you.
1: I'm going to look up at, like, the owner's booth and, like, Shad Khan's got his, like, back to the field watching, like, TV or something. Just doesn't give a crap about what's going on. He's probably going to be entertaining bumper salesman. <laughs> well, he don't want to take him to Jaguars games if that's what he's trying to do. Maybe take him to that wrestling stuff. But oh, um, that stuff is corny, by the way. They did something at the, uh, the Dolphins game and the National uh, the national. TV game during halftime where they were showing some of that stuff on the the uh, the screen there, and it was. Wait, there isn't corny. any
3: halftime shows right now. What do you mean? Like they don't do halftime shows? Like you've been uh, games?
1: Is there a halftime? Yeah, game? no. They the the one for. I mean, it's not like what we'd seen in the past, but the the one for the Dolphins game was just showing some AEW stuff on the screen, and like some wrestlers were down on the field, like you know, doing whatever. But. um I just, I just couldn't, I just thought it was hilarious how corny that stuff was and how they like shotgun literally is trying to integrate that into the Jaguars thing to push that wrestling promotion. So let me ask you
3: as a, as a beach native, the AEW halftime show or the wrestlers outside of Ritz?
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> well, you know I'm not a I'm I'm a beach native but I'm no longer I can't rep uh, yeah that's that's within
3: that's within the past. You know, we're not worried about that. Just answer. Ritz wrestling or AEW at halftime.
1: Uh, Ritz wrestling, you
3: get a you get a Gatorade, you get one of those Ritz Gatorades and a and a dog and a hot dog from the from the little stand out there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. what do you think, Derek? Uh, man, it's been a minute since I've been, man, it's been, it's
2: been a while. So I'll go for the, the Ritz wrestling. Cause at least, you know, you might actually get some, uh, there might actually, you know, somebody see a real body slam and not just the, uh, the
1: fake, the fake acting body slam. So. So if I'm at the game now, and they say Duval, do I have to say St. John's? Nope. Don't that's say corny. That. Don't, Don't say that. that. Okay. That's corny. Okay. Sorry, nope. sorry. Sorry. No. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Um,
2: but no, that's, uh, that's I got nothing else to say. I, I'm predicting one and six,
1: and then uh Marone will lose his job. <laughs> We're so not even uh, – so. <laughs> this is actually the last episode of Down by the Bank. Yeah. We're just, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm
2: just predicting one and six, and then he's going to lose his job.
1: So uh, oh, Okay, gonna... <laughs> cool. All right, great. Good. So who are we thinking for the new head coach next year? No, I'm just kidding. I
3: think I think, I think what, what, what would be better, instead of a score prediction, I would say who is going to be – the guy that the Jags can't stop this week. <laughs> that would be it. Nah, I mean that, that 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 would be it. I mean, is it going to be, is it, is I mean, who who's gonna have well, a career day? Is it gonna be Amandola? Is it gonna be Amendola? Uh is it gonna be on Johnson? Uh I mean I mean TJ Hawkinson, maybe? Like, who who's it gonna be?
2: I'm going on a limb. I'm gonna say. It's gonna be either Hawkinson or um, Kenny Galladay.
1: One of those two. Uh, my prediction is Matt Stafford throws for four touchdown passes, and then Chase Daniel comes in and throws for four touchdown passes. <laughs> that, would be the
3: worst thing ever. <laughs> that would get Marone fired. You gave, up, <laughs> you gave up four touchdowns to the starter and the backup.
1: Yeah, but but uh, DJ Hayden has a great game um, anyway. So. Um, Okay, well, uh, I guess we'll, we'll wrap it there unless you guys had anything else you wanted to talk about. No,
2: I'm done, man. You can go ahead and cut it. Let's All make right. it a wrap and get out of here.
1: <laughs> All right, so we'll wrap it there. We appreciate you guys for listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating or review. Be sure to subscribe, um, five-star review if you can. And uh, we're also on the other major podcast platforms, including Spotify and Google Podcasts. Uh, appreciate you guys for
0: listening and we will talk to you guys next time.